0: You are listening to Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people where we speak about critical issues in the blindness community from all over the world. And my name is Aaron Richmond. All right then, well, of course, you can follow uh, Aaron's Opinion on Instagram at Aaron's Opinion, spelled exactly how it sounds and no apostrophe. At A A R O N S O P I N I O N. To join the public WhatsApp group where you want to send me a text message or you just want to get in touch with the show, 1240 6819869, 1240 6819869. Aaron's Opinion 6 at gmail.com, A A R O N S O P I N I O N 6 at gmail.com. Follow on Twitter, follow on the Facebook page, comment below on YouTube even consider becoming a patron on my patreon page either way however you interact with aaron's opinion and my show our show here uh, we really appreciate the support and all of the uh interesting interesting conversations that we have from all over the universe so yeah don't be shy uh you know send in your comments and and feedback It, it really helps the podcast and it really makes it more interesting for for the viewers and everyone so yeah all right all right well, let's um, let's get started today with today's guest. Today's guest is brought to us by you. You guessed it, not Radwan Medini for this one again. Another another great friend of Marco Gallo. Marco Gallo is another great friend of Aaron's opinion, just as Radwan is, of course, and you all are. And we want to say thank you again to Marco Gallo for giving me Dennis. Someone, wow. Let me tell you about this one. I I just, you know, I, I, so I called Dennis up, you know, Mar- so Marco Gallo, um, and let me just tell you guys that a lot of you people out there are probably wondering, no, actually, you, you you really, you know, a lot of people out there really could care less about this fact of podcasting and really haven't wondered, but hey, there might be someone out there who's always, always wanted to know, hey, Aaron's opinion, Aaron, how do I get onto a podcast in the first place? Well, a lot of, of podcasting and most of podcasting is just like any other aspect that we do in life it's about who we know and building rapport with people and that's what it's mostly about of course if you want to get on the show um you can of course you know send me a message on instagram or email or call or text you know that that would definitely probably get you on um but in this case yeah marco gallo was telling me aaron just call him up call up this dennis guy well I called him up. I called Dennis. I said, hi, Marco Gallo says I should talk to you. And Dennis was very, very pleased to learn about what we're doing here on Aaron's Opinion. Um, as a matter of fact, it was just a really, really, really magical conversation because Dennis and I were able to talk about philosophy, the universe, numerology, um, you know, astrology, Horoscopes, I mean, everything. And Dennis, Dennis really knows his stuff. And anytime that I took him to task on any issue, in other words, anytime that I started to ask questions, or, you know, as we say figuratively and, uh, well, as we say in a philosophical sense, anytime I held his feet to the fire and really started to ask the hard questions about, you know, numerology, astrology, you know, the universe. You know the meaning of life. Dennis was able to answer my questions in a strong, in a in a kind, and in an active and in a philosophical way, and I absolutely loved recording this episode. Uh, mainly because I could just talk about the universe and talk about the meaning of my life in just a really, just a really beautiful way, in a strong way, and in a kind way, and in just in a really cute way, in just a way that just made this so sweet and such a. Such a positive and sweet conversation, you know. Um, so basically, Dennis. Dennis does a lot of things, but basically, what you have to know about Dennis, Dennis Sumlin, is Dennis is definitely a complete cool dude. That's that's basically, you know, the 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 long and short of it. To make a long story short, Dennis is a complete cool dude, absolutely. Um, but Dennis does many things. He does. Um, well, as I'm sitting here recording this intro, I forget if he specifically does podcasting. He does do coaching, life coaching, it seems. Um, he does numerology, astrology, um, and those types of things. And I'm definitely going to be reaching out to him and learning more about it. Cause I, cause I want to keep learning from this guy, you know, at a- any guess where I'm able to learn more. If I may, if I leave my own episode feeling that I learned more about myself you know if i feel like i learned more after the episode than the things that i knew before i started recording it's a great episode and i promise you this is an amazing another amazing amazing gem of an episode here on aaron's opinion um and it it, by the way that's that's definitely a fact or actually it just might be my opinion who knows anyway um but yeah dennis does a lot he does um coaching work for people he does uh, public speaking. Uh, he's a public speaking coach. He's a numerologist. He's an astrologer. A philosopher. Uh, he's blind, <laughs> and uh, he's just all around a cool dude. Okay, so why don't why don't you sit down for this one? This is definitely um, well. Actually, I sat down to record with him at lunchtime. Uh, specifically on the 20th of April, but this is really one of those ones where you want to listen you know when you can really focus on on the details of numerology and astrology and really really focus really plug into it um, because he gives you in this hour long conversation i mean you know guys quite frankly i I you know luckily i had I had to go eat lunch and I had to go go back to work and I had other things to do on this particular day when I was recording with Dennis but Well, I mean, I I could have talked to him all day about numerology and astrology, uh, but then again, well, actually, I think i take that back. Probably if I had talked to him all day, I would have been really scared about the truth of the universe and the truth of my life. But I don't know. You guys, it's just one of those episodes where it just really makes you think about, you know, how really, how much of our lives, and, and I don't know, I don't want to give you too much. I want you to dive in yourselves and really put on the interview, you know, put your headset on, put your headphones on, you know, get the beer, get the food, you know, really really relax and just really focus on on the beauty of this particular conversation because there was something there was just something very very beautiful about this conversation and the amount of of knowledge that Dennis gave me and the amount of kindness That Dennis gave back to me. That's really what stands out to me. So I am going to follow up with him and learn more about numerology and astrology and things and things of the like, as we would say. All right. All right. So if you really want to know the meaning of life and we're going to talk about some pretty controversial stuff, by the way, we're going to talk about, you know, spirituality, God, universe, you know, well, what the truth is about our existence. So if you're worried about that, if you're sensitive about that, then this is definitely a trigger warning. Maybe this episode is not for you. But if you want to listen to a beautiful episode of Aaron's Opinion with just an all-around cool, an all-around cool, complete dude, an all-around cool, complete dude named Dennis, an all-around cool, complete dude named Dennis who happens to be blind, blind, philosopher, teacher, friend, coach, astrologer, numerologist, and just, just a great guy, then let me tell you that the following episode of Aaron's Opinion was recorded on the 20th of April at 1200 New York. As we say, you could be listening to Aaron's Opinion from all four corners of the globe or anywhere in the universe because we definitely talked about the universe today, and now Ladies and gentlemen, it's Thursday, it's 12 o'clock, that means it's time to listen to Dennis is a complete cool dude, right here on Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network. I'm Philip Anderson from Against the Odds, the human interest bi-monthly motivational podcast which celebrates the lives of those who have conquered in the face of adversity. For more ways to listen and to request to be a guest, visit www.againsttheoddpodcast.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode, of course, of Aaron's Opinion. Um, Today, we are joined uh, by our next guest here, Dennis Sumlin. So, of course, just as I begin any and every episode of Aaron's Opinion, thank you for joining us today. By the way, who is Dennis Sumlin? You can take this conversation in any direction you possibly want go
1: right ahead. Who is Dennis Sumlin? Well, Dennis Sumlin is just a, just a dude living in New York trying to make his way through life and decides that other people uh, can also make their way through life. And so I endeavor to help those make it through life as I learn myself. And so I would say that I am part entertainer, part philosopher, and complete cool dude.
0: Okay, good. I I already I already love the way you approach that. So which of course gives us some more areas, more sections for us to dig into here. Well, why don't you why don't you start about the start talking about the fact that you believe that everyone can make it in life. You know, a lot of life actually most of life 90 percent of it of course is mind over matter but how do you interpret that why do you feel so deeply that everyone can make it in life
1: because i think that we all have been given the tools that we need here on earth in this dimension we've been given specific tools and gifts many of them are unique to ourselves and those tools and gifts are designed to help us move through life, confront problems and challenges and overcome them and grow as a result. And so uh, that that's, that's how you do it. And all you need to do is unlock what those gifts are. Because we spend so much time thinking that uh, we don't have any gifts. That the other person is talented that we're not. The other person is lucky we're not. The other person has endurance we don't. But the truth is, is that we all have the tools and all we need to do is become conscious of them, own them and use them and we can unlock our own creator given powers.
0: Oh, I, lo- I love talking to you. I had a feeling this was going to be this is going to be a wonderful conversation to delve into. This is wonderful. So, Dennis, by the way, I was born blind with glaucoma. Um, how, how did you become blind, by the way?
1: By the way, hey Dennis, I see you're blind. How come you can't see? All right, so here it is. I was born blind out of one eye due to congenital glaucoma, right? Uh, and um, as I got older, you know, there was some eye stuff. I had like seven surgeries on my eyes and me things too. like that. Some, yeah. So my eyes have always been giving me, but I can. I was able to see pretty decently out of the uh, other eye, not twenty twenty, but enough to go out and play with other kids and stuff couldn't see the blackboard though you know back in the mm-hmm. day when I was growing up I just showed my age right now it was, it was blackboards and green boards back then not whiteboards so uh at 11 I uh had a retinal detachment ooh,
0: la, la.
1: yeah ooh, ooh, la, la. and yeah that that uh you know, completed the process of, of my blindness.
0: Oh, my. Oh, my. Okay. By the way, French is my second language. I'm a French speaker. That's why I use that expression. I'm, I'm I speak French. Um, but so you're in other words, you you went through it sounds like you went through more of a challenging time with your vision loss than I did. I was born with glaucoma. And luckily, uh, my retinas are fine. So that's very traumatic for people. Yeah. Um, by the way, you brought up age, so how old do you think I am?
1: How do I think you are? Um, yeah. So you can never tell age by voice. Um, now I've gotten I've gotten younger and I've gotten older. So
0: sometimes people can tell, but with my supposedly I have a wise and stern and 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 deep voice. It's very known to be very wise and serious. So usually people think I'm a little older. But how old do you think I am?
1: I'm getting late thirties, thirty-eight.
0: Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. I want you to think I'm older. I want you to think I'm that age. Actually, I'm thirty. Um, and you're how what? old are you? Yeah, I'm thirty. And how old are you?
1: You're thirty. I am forty-four.
0: Oh, you're four. Okay. So yeah. So it's it's going to be. It's always interesting to talk to someone who's older than me. Uh, because the the generational gaps are always interesting to study and how we interpret different things. Um, yes, and I remember as a little boy in the nineties they had the the brown boards, the green boards, black boards, and then basically by the time I was in high school they had the smart boards, the white boards, and 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 now I don't know now now everybody's bored. So who knows? Um, <clears throat> well, what are some hmm hmm. I know exactly where I want to take this. So what are some philosophical questions that you have for me? I really want to philosophize with you about the universe. Dig in as far, you can can really cut into me as deep as you want to go and no question will bother me. I want to know what are some philosophical things you want to know?
1: Philosophical questions that I want to know from you?
0: Or that you're trying to answer yourself, or that oh, both of us well, try to answer. I want you to take the question either way you want it. I want you to talk about philosophy and dig into it.
1: All right. So what do you think the meaning of life life is? I know I went I went I went traditional there, but let's start there.
0: I think the meaning of life is for us to accept that there are things that we do not know, and for us to make the most of the present, so that we'll have the absolute best future for everyone. And I think that, you know, oftentimes if we're going to talk about philosophy, we oftentimes have to mention religion. I'm not telling you what my religion is, and you should not tell me what your religion is, but I'll tell you that I love God. And I'm pretty convinced that basically the meaning of life is similar to why there's religion, which is that we want to understand where we were before we were born, why we were born, and what will happen when we die. And that's why we need philosophy and that's truly the the notion of meaning of life and what about you
1: well for me I think the meaning of life is um several things I think that we are here we are spirits having a human experience you know we are souls good we are spirits good. anchored to this dimension through the human and through the material body here but we're here as spirits to learn various lessons for our our ultimate spiritual growth, right? So some of those lessons come in challenges and some of those lessons come in advantages. And so everything that happens is not a coincidence. Everything that happens is specifically set up so we as individuals can learn the lessons we need to learn. Um, And the more we learn those lessons, the easier life will get. Um, And then when it's time to transition, we have lessons to learn and for those who uh, choose to believe in such, we might come back with those lessons and we need to learn more lessons for our spiritual uh, uh, ascension. So that's that's really what I think. But in general, I think that while we're in this life, we need to make the best decisions we can with the information that we have, always be willing to grow and learn, always be willing to grow and learn, but also at the same time, Stay in touch with who we really are from our soul.
0: Beautiful. So the other thing too, and I'll, I'll circle back to the philosophy, but I also want to give you definitely some moments to talk about what you do in your professional life. So you you seem like you're kind of a jack of all trades. You have a lot of a lot of sticks and a lot of different fires. Is is the, is the the aura that you're sending me here what, what so what so how do you spend your time all day by the way i spend my time teaching online uh recording my podcasts, listening to other great podcasts or and stuff like that but what about you
1: well i spend my time similar to you listening to certain podcasts all right listen to certain podcasts reading books I like to read a lot of different books in my niche of personal development and metaphysical okay. science. Mm. All right, I watch documentaries. I'm a news junkie. i uh, take taken a lot of information. Also, I spend my time coaching and teaching. So I coach people and teach people around the art of public speaking and communication. And so if you are aspiring to be a public speaker or you're trying to get your podcast started, speaking of podcasts, I spend my time doing that. I beautiful, also spend, beautiful. yeah, I also spend my time with metaphysical science, astrology, numerology oh, and other yeah. metaphysical sciences. Oh yeah, sciences. that's right.
0: That's right. That's right. That's so, right. Wait a minute. Hold, hold on. Before I, before I forget this question, I love this stuff, man. To, can, you, can you tell me more? Because, okay, um, I did not take science courses in schooling and I was someone, I am someone, as you understand, was someone who was tremendously, um, in my opinion, discriminated against in in education. So I, I never really got there with the sciences. So educate me. What's metaphysical? What is metaphysical? Well, for first of all, let's define the terms. What does metaphysical science mean? Talk about numerology. Talk about astrology. Tie it all together. Go for it.
1: Okay, metaphysical. We all know what science is. So you know, science is the study of the phenomena of the planet of of okay. the planet that we live on. Right. Right? So metaphysical science is the study of the invisible phenomena that affects us um every day in life. Understood. So the word the word metaphysical, right? So it's physical but it's meta, so it's something that's underneath the physical. Like metadata, the data that's underneath the file. Like your right. podcast okay. is going to be metadata in that podcast and it's only going to display when it's played on certain devices. So the same thing goes with metaphysical it's what's under the physical that we all, uh, att- that we all have that you can only see when you become conscious of it, you know? So that's metaphysical science, the study well, of things that I, are not Now, how,
0: now how, how do I become conscious of it? How do I see it under there? <laughs> there are
1: different methods to do so, but, um, we are going to talk about a little bit of, of astrology and numerology, mm-hmm. uh, because they all, they, they are different, but they are related to each other. And so just briefly, astrology is the study of the planets and their electromagnetic effect on us on the planet. So, you know, we all know what our sun sign is, because if someone asks you, what's your sign? Most of us know what it is because, you know, our birthday.
0: Cancer. But, for me, it's cancer. By For
1: by. me, for you, for you, it's cancer. For me, it's Sagittarius. So but that's where the sun's position was when you were born you for you here in the west we go by the sun and so when you were born the sun was positioned in cancer but the other planets were positioned in other places your moon may have been somewhere different mercury is somewhere somewhere different venus mars jupiter saturn all the other places all the other planets are in different places and that puts together your default like life path and personality based on the position of the planets in the I sky, what sign it, love they it. were in and so forth. And, well, and, and, I'm just so
0: passionate about it too. I love talking about it. And it's just, <laughs> you know, what? and I believe it's true because anytime I read my horoscope, um, I think that's what it's called, right? Where you see the thing and it says, dear cancer today, you're such and such. That's mm-hmm. a horoscope, right? Yeah. Okay, just making sure I was was using the right vocab, Um, you know, as I don't, it's not a word I use every single day. Um, You know, so I've looked up that type of thing, and I've noticed that my horoscope for cancer is 101% accurate every single time I would look. So, just based on the fact that I was born on the 2nd of July, 1991, um, specifically speaking at 1710, or as some other people would say 510 p.m., Uh, what can you already predict and infer about my life path?
1: Well, what I would say, well, first I I will say, I will say, there's a lot of things I can say about that, (laughs) but the first thing I want to drive home for anyone who wants their chart done, you would need what you just provided your look. Well, you didn't probably provide your location, but we're not doing a chart right now. We're just doing the general thing. Mm -hmm. So you need your location and time of birth to pull up an accurate
0: Washington Washington, DC, by the way.
1: Yeah. Okay, Cool. So you need your location and time of birth to pull up an accurate chart. And I would, if we were doing your full chart, I would pull, I would take the information you have and I'd pull up your chart and I'd be able to see where all the planets were in your chart and their relation to each other and you. And I'd be able to tell everything from your relationship to your mammy, to what your home life is like to what your love life could be, what the potentials are for that, your work, your hobbies, you can see basically your horoscope wheel. So it sets forth the framework for everything. Now, you giving me your birthday gives me an opportunity to talk about a little about numerology because it's related. Right. So numerology, you don't need your time of birth or your location for numerology. Numerology just works with the numbers in your birthday. So, for example, you being July 2nd. I already know that one of the essence of your personality is the two vibration because you're born on the second. And the second is a number that, is a, that looks for compromise and they're about diplomacy and warmth. It's a, it's, a, it's a number that is synonymous to the water element, which is sensitive and nurturing. Two looks for balance and diplomacy and compromise. Two also is the sacral chakra, which is actually a very sensual area. So, but just in general, that would be the essence of your birthday. And so the numbers work on vibrations. Your life path number has a vibration. Every number in your birthday has a vibration. And that tells things about you. I mean, these charts are very, very complex.
0: Hmm. hmm. Be- yeah, I'm already, I already want, I would already in the future. I would already want one from you, just based on the way you're talking to me, based on, based on your, your love and passion for it. I, I, I just want to learn. I want to learn from you. Um, I, and I want to. The other thing is, I, 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 I do believe in this. Um, factually speaking, how, how do I even ask this? Like, how do I even phrase this question? As it relates to the study of numerology and astrology, how um how how much rats how do i even how do i even ask this question i guess like how factual are these charts in other words how how many times have you been able to prove 101 percent accuracy from creating a sketch or chart like this in someone else's life how to what factual validity you've been able to prove
1: um i I would always say nothing is going to be 100% just because we're talking about your entire life some parts of your chart don't activate right away you you are not your whole chart right away your life has to unfold but in generally speaking uh I would say these things I mean that if I'm going to give a number to it I would say a good 90 95% um and 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 the reason why I can say that not only because I've done other people's charts and gotten their feedback. And this is what I do practically every day. Now, not only can I say that, but because, because I didn't originally know my own time of birth accurately, I was using a wrong chart for a lot of my life. And I (laughs) knew, and I knew there were certain (laughs) gaps missing.
0: Oh, That's
1: that's, that's, that's cute. yeah, Yeah. So I was my own study. So I knew, so when I got the right chart, it answered all the questions i was wondering that the old chart the wrong chart didn't answer and so i was not un, not knowingly i was my own experiment on whether astrology works or not because i was that's living by cool. a wrong chart and i knew there was in, i knew there were things wrong with that chart god, but that's I the hate only time they, i had i hate it when that i hate it when you're living the wrong life i hate it
0: when they do that to you god <laughs> you could have been living <laughs>
1: You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, it didn't stop. Well, the funny thing is, I had the wrong chart, but because the chart was never mine, it didn't impact the actual course of my life.
0: <laughs> so it was both, so the, the the ironic humor is the chart
1: was both wrong and useless. <laughs> That's right. And when I got the right chart, it explained everything that already happened. <laughs> That's definitely my sense of humor. That's fantastic. That's
0: adorable. <laughs> That's my sense of humor.
1: So, so if so anyone knows right astrology chart- works, I do because I was their live experiment without even knowing it.
0: Yeah. Well, now
1: you know. That's cute. Did the Did the right chart say that that?
0: Well, um, Dennis will eventually discover that the chart he's been living by for thirty years has been completely wrong, and he's been living the wrong life. Did your Did the right chart show that? It did. You know
1: why it. <laughs> This is bizarre. You know why it did? It it did because what's called transits. Right. When you you hear things, oh, this is in this house, and this is transiting your ninth house. Those are transits. And about the the time I found my actual uh, time of birth and a middle name I didn't know I had, it just so (laughs) happens that a bunch of planets was transiting my house of identity.
0: Wow. Wow. I mean... Oh, my, my middle name is Samuel, by the way. Yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work with you. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to catch, catch up. We're going to catch up in a couple of days. I'm going to catch up with you because uh, I want to learn, you know, the reason, you know, I'm, I'm very entertained by these types of things and, and they're true. And really, the reason I want to learn about this for myself is because I have a, I'm someone who has a successful life and I have a hard life. And I want to to understand intellectually what what that question was before. What's the meaning of all this nonsense we're going through? You know, it would be nice to put to put sense to the nonsensical and to truly understand. Um, We'll circle back to that in a minute. So what are some and by the way, I love public speaking. I love talking on my podcast. I love educating people and it just makes me happy. Having these conversations makes me a happier person. And I hope it's making you happy, really. I really do. But a lot of people have a fear of public speaking, which is why there are more people that listen to podcasts than create podcasts. So what are some skills that you use to kind of motivate someone to be a public speaker? The reason I ask is you can't teach motivation. So how do you teach someone to be a public speaker? That must be
1: really hard. Well. I mean, you're right, you can't teach motivation. So the person already has to want to do it. You know, so people who hire Mm. a coach, presumably, if (laughs) they want to be a public speaker, they want to get better, all right? So they're already motivated to do it, but so, because they hired me. So now the next step is how do we get to, how do we get them on stage and speaking successfully where they get their message across? And so that is when we start, and you're right, 75% of people have a fear of public speaking. And so that we can get deep into this, but just in general, um, the way that you build confidence in yourself as a public speaker is number one, know what your topics are. You know, what, what do you know everything about? Never speak about anything you don't know anything about. So if you want to put me on stage, I can speak about astrology, numerology, uh, men's personal development. Um, Those are, those are big topics for me. I can go on and on about those. I cannot speak about cooking recipes. <laughs> so always speak about what you know about. That's number one. Number two, always practice. If you have a presentation coming up, practice it. Don't write out the words of your speech. Think of those keywords and practice, 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 practice. Uh, and number three, of course, is the only way to build real confidence is to do the thing you're not confident about, right? So if you're afraid of speaking, get up there and speak. And speak more and speak more. Eventually you'll start building up your confidence because you'll start having experiences. You'll start having successes you didn't expect because the audience is gonna, is gonna like You always are a worse critic of yourself than the audience. So just start speaking in small rooms if you wanna start, on a podcast if you wanna start, maybe to just people in your household if you wanna start, but speak, 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 and you'll gain more confidence in speaking. Those are my three things off the top of my head.
0: Beautiful. You're right. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think, well, I think that the podcast universe and the podcast sphere has become the stage, you know. Um, But what do you think about that? I mean, what are some um, differences that are not noticeable um, when it comes to, what are some differences that I would not think of when it comes to the difference between speaking publicly on a stage in front of people and speaking publicly on a podcast? What have you found?
1: Well, the differences are, well, one, uh, most podcasts is going to be audio. So, uh, it can be video podcasts, but the majority of the podcasts are audio. So unlike the stage, most people aren't going to actually see you. And so your voice and how you present yourself is very important. The way that you speak, the, how you uh, move along your ideas, what your podcast is gonna be about, whether you're gonna have guests or not and so forth, because it's hard to kind of do an hour long monologue. Um, you gotta really be good. There are people who can do it, but yeah. On stage it's different because you have the stage craft, you got your appearance, you can physically uh, use rhetorical devices during your presentation there's a lot more to kind of fill up the audience's psychological uh, bandwidth. But on a podcast, you're not seen. You just have your voice. And so you have to be more intentional probably in a podcast in how you keep things flowing. Um, And let's see, what, what else? I think that's the main difference is seen versus not being seen. And it really emphasizes how you keep people's interest in a podcast.
0: I suppose, I don't know. Do you think people are more willing to drift off in person or on a podcast? Because probably if it's a podcast, if they know they're going to drift off, they won't even listen, you know, but I don't know. What do you think as far as retention?
1: You know, for me, I, um, I'm a drifter. If I can, if I'm, if I'm somewhere and I can (laughs) get distracted. So what I do when it comes to podcasts is I always, download the podcast so i can hear it on my own time if you're going to a speech you can't do that if you're seeing someone live (laughs) in a speech or whatever or a conference you can't necessarily download it when you want and so podcasts are convenient that way because i download podcast listen to when i want to so um if they're interesting enough i can if i feel myself drifting or something else comes up i'll pause it and come back to it so for me it's you know podcasts are very convenient to listen to especially when they're pre-recorded
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And your delivery is beautiful. The way you approach speaking, you have a beautiful voice. I mean, I would listen to your voice any day. Um, I've noticed that the guests that I have just speak better and better. And there are some people, I mean, I know it makes me sound critical, but some people don't have a voice, don't have a good voice for podcasting. That is a a thing. You have to have just the right voice, I think. But um, that's really interesting. Okay. So, If someone is so scared or so apprehensive about public speaking in the first place, then why would they come to a dentist and say, hey, Dennis, I'm too scared to be a public speaker, but I want to be a public speaker. What would be their motivation in in coming to you in the first place?
1: Well, some people's motivation is that they want to be a podcaster. That That is one piece, some people's motivation. Other people's motivation is more about Um, I want to deliver my message. I'm a coach, I'm a doctor, I'm a psychologist, I'm a child therapist, and I want to deliver my message on stage. So sometimes you get people coming out of their own career. I'm an educator. Um, I spoke to someone uh, yesterday in one of my classes that I teach around podcasting. He was uh, advocating for travel around Africa. So he wanted to have a podcast about traveling around Africa. Mm. So usually people who are motivated to speak on stage or to have a podcast, they want to spread what they already do to a wider audience. So it's a way of getting an audience, broadening their brand and their market. Um, Some of it do it for business advancement in their in, in their company. I had a client from a Fortune 50 company. He needed some communication work to kind of help him become more of a leader, because in order to be a great leader, you gotta understand communication. So those are some of the reasons.
0: That's really interesting, and I have noticed, you know, and I'm, we're gonna we're gonna get some we're gonna get some some haters in the comments when I say this, but I have noticed that I I am someone who is blessed with great great doctors but all doctors that are great are not great communicators. In fact, I have consistently noticed that doctors oftentimes struggle to communicate. I have noticed that. They are very good at what they do, but not good always at communication. So is it simply a matter of that everybody has their strengths and weaknesses, or is it more back to the numerology type of idea where each person's life is set up so that they will be better speakers or no, or not better speakers. In other words, how much of these things do we have true control over, and how much of these things are kind of preset in our in our own career path and our in our own lives?
1: That's mm. a great question. Um, I would say also another addition there. Not only doctors have uh, maybe not be good communicators, and you know doctors are not necessarily good writers either, understanding their, what they write mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Um, but also people who work in IT often aren't good communicators. Oof. Whew. Holy
0: moly. Give me a translator. Hire someone. <laughs> hey, speak French to me. I, I, I would get more to these. The, the, the IT. Um, by the way, guys, we aren't making fun of these people. We're just saying that it, this is we're giving our opinions. And this is an opinion show. And these are all sweeping generalizations. I've noticed it too. the IT people and the engineers. Yes. Dear God, have try to read it if you can st- stomach reading an email from an engineer you you are you are a strong man. Those people, those engineers I mean I get it because I'm as you can tell I'm like I'm, I'm on the Asperger spectrum. I'm, I'm on the spectrum. So I get it. but even when I read an, an engineering email it's like just the way the way their brain like writes it's just really crazy the way they, they express themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and, but to think about they don't have to in their job, they don't have to do it. And so a lot of people from I.T. uh, come because they want to be able to speak because speaking will elevate them towards better leadership. And they have a lot of people in I.T. have side projects they want to do because some of them want to get out and do do their own thing. So um, but back to your question about talent versus predestined, Uh, I think most people can develop their speaking skills, no matter where they're coming from, most people can. I have not met somebody who does not have their own flavor. They just need to be trained. Okay, so I think that your chart, regardless on what chart we're talking about, set forth certain potentials in your life, as in it gives you certain propensities to gravitate towards certain fields. But within those charts, we all have a certain set of talents. And I think that most people don't even bother unlocking most of their talents. So Mm -hmm. I think most people are able to speak if they really um, committed themselves to and got the right training.
0: Amen, amen, you are so right. What is a talent that if there's only one talent that if you were basically, if you knew that you were going to die tomorrow, what's a talent that you would wanna unlock for yourself that you've never unlocked?
1: A talent that I want to unlock for myself that I've never unlocked. Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> of course, hey, I
0: kind of, I think I just shot myself in the foot because now I think I'm going to get that question.
1: Oh well, I want to hear yours too. But well, um, I don't
0: know. I don't know the answer. I don't have an answer to that great question. That's okay, why I well, asked while I while I
1: answer you, you be you could be thinking of answering <laughs> okay. me. You know, so come on, let's answer the question. You know, uh, man to man, yo, know, man up and answer the question, yo. Know? All right. So I'm going to be honest with you. So you got to give me an honest answer. The superpower that I wish I had, the talent I wish I had that I don't have now, is caring what people think. <laughs> I wish I had the talent to just not care what people thought of me. Sometimes I get a, a little minute.
0: bit. Okay, I'm. I'm okay now. I, I I do I do not understand your response. In what? other words, are you? Did you say that you wish that you could stop caring? Or yes. Wh- so in other words, you're. You want to be, so in other words, you, you want to be, you want to be a person of carelessness. You want to be a careless person. Um, less emotional. Okay. Careless.
1: Less emotional. Well, what's the difference between less emotional and careless? If you're less emotional, you're careless. Well, less emotional doesn't necessarily mean you're careless. It just means you're less susceptible to the whims (laughs) that go on during the day, random people's uh, impressions of you, things like that.
0: Oh, I have a, I have a solution. Just lock yourself up in your house and don't, don't talk to people.
1: No, there's some people who don't care. There's some people who you can say, whatever you want, it bounces off of them. Things can happen. It bounces off of them. I don't, I don't bounce like that sometimes. So, yeah. So
0: in other words, are you, are you telling me that you're some, one of these people that just has to, you just, you feel like you always constantly, <clears throat> you feel like you always constantly have to care. Is that I it? think,
1: I think I'm too self-conscious. That's the bottom line.
0: Huh? 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 That fascinates yeah. me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, my, if I were to answer my own question, I would say, <clears throat> I would say that I, I am someone who wishes that I understood the world philosophically through a, as we say, a neurotypical lens, um, with my, you know, mild Asperger's and blindness, I have a very different perception of of things that happen in my life. And I'm very conscious of it. But still I wish in a philosophical context, I wish I had a neurotypical lens to see what was happening in my own life. So that would be that would be my own, you know, superpower that I guess I would hope through the wisdom of of podcasting and my love for podcasting, I, I do hope in my lifetime to be able to You know unlock that in some in some facet i suppose Mm
1: -hmm.
0: okay okay
1: Mm -hmm. interesting
0: Uh uh-huh um but back to so but back to the what your interest in podcasting so tell us about your podcast obviously you have a podcast
1: yeah my podcast is about men's personal development and so uh, the guests that i have on the show are men who either have a story of their own personal overcoming their own conquering of their own low self-esteem and things like that how they got where they were or people who work in the men's development field so we talk about um men's uh you know self-confidence uh sexual well-being uh, spiritual well-being anything having to do with men's personal development and of course being that i'm an astrologer numerologist we do sometimes have Uh, guests on that topic as well as it relates to personal development yep
0: cool so have you ever spoken with a professional astrologer yes Hmm. interesting and how did that conversation with a professional astrologer enhance your knowledge in astrology and numerology what 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 was that enhancement i would i would say
1: well I mean, it didn't, I mean, if you want to be honest, I mean, I bring the guests on, so they're not necessarily enhancing me per se. They're on the, they're on the program to, so we can share information with the guests so they can give their perspective um, and their outlook and and their advice uh, to the guests. So sometimes people we have on there, they may have written books, they may have have, they may have courses, or they may have personal stories that will help the listeners out there. So the guests I have on, some of them, um give me new information but sometimes they're not really giving me new information but they we're sharing information <clears> with the audience
0: i'm intrigued by that you said that sometimes you have a guest on that gives the gives more knowledge to the audience but is not necessarily contributing to your knowledge
1: Well, for example, the Mm -hmm. other, the other day Mm -hmm. I had someone on, he was an excellent numerologist and I've already know, I already know him. He's been in my classes. We've done readings. We've done joint readings together. Um, we know the same things, just we use different words to say them. All right. So he's, he's a numerologist and he's an author of his own book. So I had him on the program and we're talking about numerology, but we are, we both know the same things, but I brought him on the program so he can talk about his book so we can talk about his uh, professional numerology reading business and so forth. And so maybe he can share perspectives with the audience in, 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 in his own way. Because I find that when me and him talk, the people who listen get different things out of what we're saying, even though we're saying the same things just differently. And so during the podcast, he didn't say anything I didn't already know. It wasn't about sharing with me, I already knew him. It was about sharing with the audience.
0: I get it. Cool. No, I think with every guest that I have, I try to combine the two. In other words, it's a guest that hopefully I don't know, but still know a little bit about, but then it's hopefully a guest that I'm interested in and want to learn from. See, so I combine those three things to create an episode where I'm learning with the guest, the guest is teaching me, and then both of us teach the audience at the same time. So you should always have, I don't know, I, it's only my opinion. I always try to have guests where they kind of have some material that I want to learn from them. You know, I, I try to, you know, give, give more. What's the expression? Not take more what you give, but, um, uh, give contribute something, you know, those things you see on the Facebook groups all the time. Don't take more than you give or don't give more what you. It's a, I, I, I try to give more than I take. In other words, I think is what is what it comes down to, I guess. Yeah. That's,
1: that's interesting. Well, I've had both kinds. Right. I've had I've, I've had podcasts for years, so not every sure. guest is going to be the same kind of guest. There's some guests who I learn a lot from, and there's some guests I bring on for the benefit of the audience. I do it. Mm-hmm, I do it all. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I've experienced that too, where sometimes it's I don't know. I I find from from my own my own background, my own philosophy of it. I find that I I, I find that I. Build the best episode when both of when I'm learning from the guests, the guest learns from me and then hopefully the audience appreciates Mm -hmm. the knowledge. But that's Mm -hmm. that's just me. No, I definitely see what you're saying. So back to um, some of these other, you know, men's issues and men's topics. So what are some issues going on in uh, men's development that would not be obvious to me? What are some hidden issues that you're seeing? Um, with men these days
1: well I don't know how hidden they are to you because I don't know your knowledge of you know of men's issues and I don't know what issues you've confronted but just in general right uh, men are mm-hmm. it, generally speaking men's problems or challenges mostly are centered around let's see self-esteem self-confidence you know their 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 uh, their resonance with their own manhood or self-confidence of course um, relationship issues. Uh, you know, finding a relationship, finding the right relationship for who they are, you know, and that, of course, that relates to intimacy and sex issues that mm-hmm. come up sometimes. Um, so we got those issues that come up most of the time. It's around self-esteem. Of course, it's around money too, job, money, career. Um, and there's also men that may be dealing with various levels of different kinds of addictions or recovering from different various addictions Maybe porn addiction, sex addiction, things like that, and so um, just the just the general uh, just the general uh, areas that you might imagine men might be challenged in.
0: Sure, but what are some areas that you have noticed? That what are some areas when you've been talking to these different men? What are some sections or issues that have really surprised you as an issue just for men that you didn't necessarily wouldn't occur to you that that would be an issue. What are some surprises, I guess, that you have found?
1: Oh, that's a hard one. Mm. Not shocked by much. So it's a hard one. I have to think about it. Issues that I wouldn't think a man would have that they've had. Mm. Woo, yeah, that's a hard one.
0: Well, I would think one of them that society would be surprised by is that men need men need to talk to other men about men's issues, right? That's one.
1: That's not a shocker to me, but yeah, I guess for well, most people it would be.
0: Well, for most people it would be. They would think that men wouldn't have issues is one of them, but actually men clearly do. Um, you, you know, But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The other thing is that I do notice, and I see it a lot too, where a lot of men seem to lack self-esteem. What is, what is self-esteem and how do we value or measure self-esteem? Well, what can you teach me about that?
1: Well, self-esteem is basically just, do you like yourself? You know, when you hold someone in esteem, that's, you You like them, you think favorably of them. They, they're cool people, they're cool dudes. So with a, with a self-esteem, you think yourself is a cool dude. You like yourself, you generally think optimistically you, you like your qualities. You like who you are. You know, hopefully it moves into self-love, hopefully. And so when somebody, when a man has a low self-esteem, that's driven by a lot of different factors. Sometimes it's driven by um, their upbringing. Maybe they didn't have a very supportive Uh, parental system. Maybe they lacked uh, a proper male role model. Maybe they were supposedly, you know, one of the odd kids that got made fun of. Maybe no girl would talk to them, things like that. Um, Some men suffer self-esteem issues because of their body. Maybe they're overweight. Maybe they feel they have a small penis. Maybe they, some, some body related issues. And by the way, there is, that's a surprise, by the way, for most people, men have body issues. Men have body image issues, It's not just women. Men have complexes about their body, how they look, how much they weigh, how big they are. Um, but popularly, we think it's women that have the issues, but men do, too. So there's an answer to that question that you asked earlier. Um, another reason why men would have a low self-esteem uh, is related to their performance. I don't have a job. I don't have enough money. I can't provide for my family. My wife is this. This is this. So. There's a lot of different reasons. Plus, society's expectation on what a man is often puts men under pressure to meet up to a standard. So, you know, society has these very fixed, if you're a man, you're supposed to do this and not do this. If you're a man, you're not supposed to cry, you're supposed to do... All these little silly standards. The average man often feels pressure to live up to these standards and beats himself up when he can't. And so... Yeah, that, that's, I know I said a lot there, but yeah, that's some of do. the things.
0: That's really interesting. That's really interesting. And I think that's very comforting to other blind other blind men out there who might be having those issues, you know, with, with their body or with their personality or things like that. Yes, yes.
1: Yes. And speaking of blind men, I have mm. definitely uh, spoken to uh, blind men who they haven't, Because you know how people are when you're blind, your parents overprotect you, the system this and all this other stuff. So some blind men haven't had a real sense of their own manhood because society and their parents take it away from them by not allowing them to be independent, by not allowing them, oh, I want to move out. You can't move out because you're blind or I want to do this. You can't do that. And, you know, society blocks them. So sometimes young men growing up who are blind, they kind of get, disempowered before they become empowered uh and i sometimes they need a little help with their their self-esteem as it relates to their manhood and their confidence and their self-sufficiency because society snuffs that sense out of them sometimes
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think i think that that happens to all people at some point in their lives at some point not just to blind people i think that that happens to all of us i think that's a shared i think you're 100 correct and it's also a shared um experience yes mm-hmm. 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 well back to some of the you know philosophical issues that that we that we deal with um just relating back now to the astrology numerology because i'm just so fascinated and I'm not going to say out loud that I believe, but to to some extent, it's kind of like engineering with numbers in a greater sense. So, yeah, I do believe it. It, I believe in astrology and numerology if it's delivered appropriately and accurately is what I mean. So what what do astrology, numerology, and Dennis think about the end times, the end of our universe, and what is to come?
1: Well, I would say, what what does Dennis think? I don't know. Let's, let's talk about astrology uh, and the cosmos and the universe. Mm -hmm. So there, this is, this is a little bit off of astrology for a second. We know uh, uh, scientifically, astronomically, you know, the universe is expanding, you know, over time. From the, uh, from the supposed Big Bang all the way so it's expanding. At some point, it's gonna start retracting. Those kinds of things take billions and billions and billions of years. So to say when the universe is gonna end, I could take billions of years. We also know that the sun um, is a star. Um, the lifespan of a star, of course, is billions of years. But once that lifespan runs out, um, the star begins to die. And so it's gonna expand and change, and change color, which means it's changing temperature. Um, And probably absorb the planets closest to it, which, of course, now is Mercury, Venus, the Earth. I don't know if it will go as far as Mars. So those are some of the astronomical things that could happen, I suppose, down the line. Um, As far as astrology is concerned, there is no necessarily depiction of the end of times. But what astrology can offer you is a guideline to what may happen during different generations, so if you look at the outer planets like Uranus Neptune and especially Pluto if you track their movement you know of course you'd learn the symbolism of the signs they're moving through when you track their movement you can see direct correlations between their movements and events in on the wor- in, in the world so for example what's going on now um around the world and in the united states is exactly what would be going on now given that pluto is transiting capricorn and so the stuff that's happening with the government and the loss of trust in government and the crumbling of this and all all that is set forth symbolized by pluto moving through capricorn since 08 so you can read the generational trends through the outer planets uh uh so yeah
0: this is so cool. I, I just lo- I love I love a guest like you. This is like this is you're making things make sense. You're putting sense to nonsense. By the way, I'm not gonna let this go because I heard it slip out. Are you a big bang denier? I'm not either.
1: I said it sometimes I make my language. Do you know
0: do you know why I said do you know what, what word I picked up on, right?
1: Uh suppose it.
0: Correct. That means I you're speak, a denier.
1: I, I speak in those terms just in case other people buy or don't buy. Oh,
0: Janet, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't, don't encourage you, Dennis, you're encouraging people to be deniers? No, Dennis. no,
1: I'm giving people that, I said, if you want to believe Big Bang, just like okay. just like the other day, I mm-hmm. said, um, uh, I don't want to offend people, but I, I was talking about angel numbers and what the numbers meant when you see them constantly and repeating patterns and things. And we were talking about the number three, and I said, you know, if, if this is what you believe, you can consider three a Christ number if that's what you want to believe. So I okay. say things because I like to speak interdenominationally. So the three symbolize, I'll give you an example. I'm using the three. The three symbolizes ascendant masters, right? right? So an ascendant master can be whatever you believe in. If you believe in Jesus Christ, then that's your ascendant master. If you believe in the prophet Muhammad, that's your ascendant master. I don't believe in any, I don't follow any one of those things as an Ascendant Master. But when I'm interpreting numbers for other people, then they're not me. So if you believe in Jesus Christ and the number three repeated a lot of times in your life is going to symbolize you needing to tap in more into Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean I need to, it means you need to. I follow a different Ascendant Master. So I speak these ways so people know that Whatever they believe in is valid, and this system works for everybody, regardless on their belief system.
0: Beautiful, Be- beautiful response. Beautiful. Well, um, so how I mean, I, I'm kind of just fixated by it. I mean, how I mean, it's like I, I believe it, but then I believe what you're like, I know what you're saying is I, I agree with the truth of what you're saying, which is 100% true, but then also as a healthy podcaster, philosopher, educator, teacher, human being, I also have to be healthy and question it. You know, I have to ask, I have to test, I have to give it a push, you know, I have to push it around to test it out to see it's, see if it holds up, you know. How long in history have people been doing this numerology? What do you know about the history of it?
1: The numerology and astrology, now they say numerology was the first because it takes numbers to do everything
0: right um you
1: can't you can't work with astrology unless you deal with numbers so numerology is really the foundation of everything some astrologers will tell you that astrology is but uh astrology depends on numbers because you're looking at the degrees and longitude and latitude Mm -hmm. so the nature of astrology works by numbers everything does and this goes back thousands and thousands of years back to babylonia and all these other ancient names right so Um, And there's there's famous numerologists that you've studied in school, but they didn't teach you the numerology part. Um, They taught you the geometry part, which is uh, Pythagoras. Right. Right. And in fact, all shapes have a vibration, not just the number. The numbers are just shapes. All shapes have symbolistic vibrations. The numbers are just shapes. Other shapes do too. If you go back into um, uh, studies about ancient Hebrew, ancient jewish religion they are deep into numerology um looking at the, the 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 symbolism of your name as well the pronunciation the sound waves of the, what the letters make like this this stuff is steeped in religious history is steeped in world history in general uh numerology and astrology uh mm. so uh, so there's that mm,
0: mm, mm, mm love it love it love it are numerologists ever hired to work within the government to help us uh, run the world?
1: Yes, um, a lot of times people are using astrologers. Um, I don't know of too many. Well, if you, I don't know of too many numerologists that's helped rock the world. But uh, many people feel that astrologers helped put this put together the structure of many of the systems we're living under today. So, for example, I'll give you an example here, a real quick one. Well, a couple of them, really. Uh, well, one, they say that some some people use astrology for the stock market. They use astrology for this and that. There's a saying that says uh, millionaires don't look at astrology. billionaires do. So that's a little phrase I hear bantied about. But a, an example of how the how at least the United States is constructed through uh, astrologers, the the system in which our country is built, the important days in which the country is focused on are all aligned in water signs on purpose, right? So let's look at, we've got um, the founding of the country, which is set to be July 4th. It's not actually July 4th. It's not, I know. It's not, but it's designated to be July 4th for a reason. So, and that's in a sign of cancer. The election day is decided, is, is in early November for a reason. It's made to be around November 4th. Now, it's the first Tuesday because of traveling, different traveling issues in the 1800s and the 1700s. Um, but it's designed to be on or around November 4th, which is a sign of Scorpio. The original inauguration day was March 4th, which is Absolutely. a sign of Pisces. And so this country was organized to align with the, tri- with the water triplicity, March fourth, July fourth, November fourth. Um, and so that's just a small example on how astrology was responsible cool. for the construction super, of this super, world. Super cool. Because the real dates <clears throat> to those things aren't what those dates were set up to be. But they were put there to to coincide with the water triplicity on purpose.
0: So I guess I guess there would have had to have been people like like you and I back then who would have had to sit down on I guess you know, iTunes 1776, I guess. And say look we need to we need to figure this out when you look back in history they don't mention it much but i definitely believe that the forefathers of our great nation if they were smart enough and brilliant and gifted and and, and kind enough to give us a nation run by the people they would have definitely understood astrology and numerology. They
1: knew astrology. Benjamin Franklin was an astrologer. Everybody's an astrologer. Nancy Reagan wasn't the Reagans ran the white house to astrology. You know what? That's that's okay. That
0: was a bit of an, that was a bit of, of, uh, so I know who they are. It's not my I know who they are though. That was a bit of a, of, 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 of an obsession though. That was, that was silly. That was, see, that's why I say you, you, you have to be, but but it's not silly.
1: And I'll tell you why it's not silly. No, no, no.
0: I know. I know. But right.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you, you know why it's not silly? And here's something, look at, but look at here. Now, Nancy Reagan claimed that she stopped what's called the zero curse. So what the zero curse is supposed, now I don't know this, this is a story. Sometime back in the 1830s, somebody put a curse on the presidency. And so where every time someone is elected in a zero year, they die in office. And that's actually been consistent since 1840. Mm -hmm. The person that stopped it supposedly, was Nancy Reagan. Reagan was the first person not to die in office by because he was elected on a zero year. Right. He was the first president since 1840 not to die in office, being elected on a zero year. And Nancy Reagan takes responsibility for that, ending that through whatever she does with astrologers and whatever other mysticism she might have been into. And that's hopefully, that's observable record because you can right. look at the presidential well, hopefully,
0: elections. Well, hopefully you know what, let's go with who knows, hopefully she solved it. Let's just yeah. go with that. Well, Hopefully. ever
1: since then, it hasn't happened. We had a president uh 2000. He didn't die in office. The person elected in 2020, we hope he doesn't die in office. So it's broken. It hasn't happened since 1960.
0: Right. Yeah, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yes. Yeah. That's that's really that's really interesting. You know, um, it just really fascinates me how we're able to use these equations to understand things. Of course, I'm sure I'm sure you have a great answer prepared. I'm sure I'm sure you're going to predict this question. What if I told you that I've heard of other people who say that our lives are just a simulation and we're living in a simulation paradox. What 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 say you?
1: Um I don't have an exact opinion about that, but what I will say is I think that we as humans are very 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 uncomfortable not knowing something. And so what people do is they try to create reasons for things that they don't understand. So they have a reason. Right,
0: right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dennis, um, as I start to close out today, um, I just I just loved talking about this with you. And so will the audience. Um, I know that you're going to love this when I say this, if you can ask me really only one question to see if I'm really worth my salt as a podcaster and to really make me sweat. What do you want to ask me?
1: Whoa. Well, that, that's a very interesting question. Where do you see a podcast going in five years?
0: I see it going to more people, helping more people and educating more people and entertaining more people. Well, that
1: didn't make you sweat. Good answer. Still didn't make you sweat though.
0: If someone wants to get in touch with you about your show, your podcast, all the amazingly fascinating things that you're doing, how would they do that? How would they get in touch with Dennis?
1: They can get in contact with me. First, you can go to the website, coreconfidencelife.com, sign up for the newsletter um, and you'll get all the latest news there. And Maybe you'll want to become a member as well. So you can contact me at coreconfidencelife.com or you can email me at dennis at coreconfidencelife.com. And you can also find me of course on all the social media like Twitter and Facebook under, it's going to be under Dennis R Sumlin or core confidence life, either one.
0: That didn't make you sweat either, but you nope. know what? I loved that conversation. Absolutely adored it. Um, don't hang up, but I would like to wrap this episode by saying Dennis God bless you. Keep up your great work. Uh, to all the great guests from around the world, to all you listeners out there, thanks so much, everybody. Stay safe out there. And as we say here on Aaron's Opinion, Dennis, what, what, what do we say? Do you know how I end the episode? Uh, No, I don't. That's okay. Help one person today. Help one million people tomorrow. You've been listening to Dennis is a complete cool dude right here on Life Improvement Radio, wherever else you get a podcast, or of course watching us on YouTube. Um, Dennis, I just wanted to take this time again and thank you so much for joining us today. I really learned a lot from you about the meaning of life and astrology and numerology and numbers in the universe. And I just, you know, I'm sitting here right now recording this this outro knowing that i haven't taken the time yet to to get back to you um and there's many different reasons for that but i i can i promise you that you're definitely going to be hearing from me again because i am really curious about figuring out the meaning of my life so i cannot wait to explore and go on that journey and figure that out so dennis from the bottom of my heart to yours from the bottom of all of our hearts, here at Aaron's Opinion, from all four corners of the globe, thanks so much, cool dude. Anyway, yes, that was another great episode of Aaron's Opinion. Anyway, as I like to say, um, of course, to join the public WhatsApp group where you want to get in touch uh, with the show, either way, one two four zero six eight one nine eight six nine one two four zero six eight one nine eight six nine. At Aaron's Opinion on Instagram at. A A R O N S O P I N I O N, and that is on Instagram. Um, Yeah, Aaron's Opinion 6 at gmail.com. A A R O N S O P I N I O N 6 at gmail.com. And of course, you can uh, follow on Twitter, uh, Facebook. Um, And comment below on YouTube, where most of you actually watch, so that's wonderful. And of course, you can consider becoming a patron on the Patreon page. I want to take this time to personally thank the Helium Radio Network and Life Improvement Radio for syndicating Aaron's opinion every Thursday at 12 o'clock. Thank you. Thank you also goes out to the audience members from all four corners of the globe who choose to tune in every Thursday um, or really any day, but especially on Thursdays, to listen to our episodes and give us great feedback and things like that. I really appreciate it. And um, well, Dennis, I just wish you the very best of luck in everything that you, you're continuing to do for around the universe. I know that you're, you're doing an, an amazing job. Um, and, and the work that you're doing is, is important. It's, it's intriguing, and it's fascinating. So I, I'm, I'm going to learn more about it. Don't worry. Um, and anyway, guys, that's all I all I have to say. I just want to wish you all the very best of very best of luck and success from all four corners of the globe, as I like to say. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. So we'll be back, of course. So we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Uh, thanks so much. That was another wonderful episode. Uh, and yeah, that's all all I have to say. So for this one. So thanks so much, okay? As I like to say, help one person today, help one million people tomorrow. You've been listening to the Aaron's Opinion Podcast. I'm Aaron Richmond, and thank you for listening to this episode of Aaron's Opinion right here on Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network.